What up, y'all? Welcome back to episode 10 of Indie Analysis. Today, we are going to talk about the Charlotte Hornets. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Fridline. And I am Alan J. Pannon. And like Fred said, today we are talking about the Charlotte Hornets. There's been a lot of buzz around the Hornets recently. That was... <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened. <laughs> that was a 10 out of 10 joke. You're that's, proud that's of that, all, aren't you? You're, that's for y'all to figure yourself? out. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little proud. Maybe a little proud. The Charlotte Hornets. Where... It's funny. You would expect by the amount of publicity they get and like posts they get on Bleach Report, you expect they'd be like a top team in the league. No, not really. They were tenth <laughs> of the East last year <laughs> with a forty-three and thirty-nine record, head coached by James Borrego. Let's take a little little look at their roster, what it looked like last year. The starting point guard, who hopefully you all know, maybe some of you love, maybe some of you are doyed with. I don't know. It's pretty hit or miss with this guy, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Ball. Like it or not, the dude can ball. <laughs> <laughs> two, two in one episode. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Man, it's fun day. Yours was better, because mine just used the same word. <laughs> Whatever. Lamelo Ball. Then you got dynamic score and t- Terry Rozier at the two, and then you got my boy. He's he's injured a lot, catches a lot of hate, <laughs> overpaid. Whatever. We'll get to that. Gordon Hayward. And then you got Miles Bridges and Electric Score at the four, and then Mason Plumley at the five. And then coming off the bench, you got IT. Isaiah Thomas is back and relevant, sort of, again. So it was relatively new. Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, didn't he join the team like halfway through the year last year or somewhere around there? Yeah, kind, kind of mid season. No, no, no. Yeah. Kind of mid season. So, yeah, it's too, it's too early to really tell like if that's a good pickup, bad pickup. Pick up that doesn't matter. We'll see. And then you got Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, the hottie. Not <laughs> not my words. Not my words. All teenagers. <laughs> yeah, let me get this straight. Ooh, not, not my words. Not my words. I'm speaking <laughs> for all the female NBA fans. Whatever. Yeah. PJ Washington and Montrezl Harrell. Now that we finally got that out of the way, let's just talk finally. about talk about their lineup and what was wrong with them with some stats. So similar to the Atlanta Hawks offense. Charlotte's offense was pretty potent. They were powered by point guard LaMelo Ball. Like Fred said, he is a baller. He is a talented yeah. playmaker. He has incredible scoring prowess. And he is six foot seven, which is like kind of like Magic Johnson. You can just, and LeBron, you can see over the, the defense and throw some darts in there. So he is a great player, a great young player who's looking to develop into the ne- a perennial all star and maybe even a, a superstar in, the, in his future. So. He is a great uh, piece for them. Last year, the Hornets had a variety of scorers who could all create a decent shot for themselves, but all of them could really knock down the three, apart from maybe like Montrose Harrell and Mason Plumley. So Terry Rozier had a career year, averaging 20 points per game. So did Miles Bridges, averaged over 20 points per game. They were second in fast break points per game, which is obviously we saw a bunch of highlights there, Lamelo Ball pushing the ball, and mm-hmm. they just got a ton of highlights from that. So. The only problem with this team is that similar to Atlanta, so Atlanta and them are pretty pretty much the same. They don't really have. Except Atlanta's a little bit better. Obviously, for, for sure, for sure. Um, but that they don't really have a great defense. They don't have one positive defender, 
And it doesn't really make sense to me because you got a six, seven point guard who should be able to guard multiple positions and you have a bunch of athletic players surrounding him. It just doesn't make sense that they're a bad defensive team. Going on with that, they don't really have a rim protector. Are they ranked 25th in opponent, uh, opponent effective field goal percentage and 20th in opponent's points per game. So with no rim protection, the Hornets could easily get scored on. Yeah, and really just to go back and just um, kind of nail home the fact that they do actually have a, like a good offense. They might not have all the necessary star power. Like they kind of they have an all star in Lamella Ball, and that's really it. But they actually average first in the league in assists per game, which which is pretty impressive to be honest with you. Average around thirty assists a game, and like you said, second in fast break points. But as we are all familiar with the game of basketball, you cannot be any sort of contender, any sort of you know, decent team really at all with a bad defense. As as NBA fans, like we're asking the question, where what is this team doing? Where are they going? And to be honest with you, no no one knows. Are they gonna stick with this core that they have, Lamella Ball, and all, and all these guys, and just kind of maybe pull some bits and pieces here and there and try to see what they can do? Are they gonna kind of scrap a completely rebuild? We don't really know, but the truth is, with what they have right now. I don't see them ever being above a six or five seed in the East, especially with how competitive the East is right now, how good those top teams are. I don't see them being above a six seed really at all. Continuing that, uh, we're going to go to their offseason moves, and let's start with their salary issues. And I know Gordon Hayward is your boy, but... Don't diss him like this. Bro bro is making $30 a year to average 15 points a game and play 30 games I think that's reasonable. Fifteen. Okay, Let, let's just say he's. Let's just say he's discount Tobias Harris. He is hurting the team more than he is helping it as of now. That's some strong words about about my boy over there. Hey, num- numbers don't lie, bro. Numbers don't Whatever. lie. Whatever. But I, if if this was Utah Gordon Hayward, then it would be a fair. But this ain't no Utah. This is the this is the gamer Gordon that we're getting. Gamer <laughs> gamer Gordon. Looking at uh, another player, Terry Rozier. He's a he, he obviously had a career year this year. I've been doing over twenty mm-hmm. points a game. Is he really worth eighteen million dollars though? I mean, twenty points per game for uh, eighteen million—that sounds good. But Torrey is an undersized shooting guard who does not who's a um, negative defender, and he's to be honest, he's like an inefficient scorer. What valuables could you get for him? Could maybe it kind of depends on. What direction you're going like fred said the vision of the team if you want to rebuild then maybe moving off of him and getting more draft capital is good but if you're trying to still compete for a playoff spot maybe keeping him and taking on that 18 million dollars is worth it as well this this team tends to uh like like how they're always in the in the spotlights and that with their highlights their flashy dunks flashy alley-oops they're also kind of in the in the headlines for not so good reasons Mm-hmm. Two reasons in particular, with two of their, one of their star players and the other other uh, player off the bench, Miles Bridges, and Montrez Harrell are both got in a little trouble with the law, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Both of them <laughs> being uh, being arrested and face facing a trial and with perhaps jail time coming both their ways, and which obviously is not good, especially yeah. the fact that Miles Bridges led this team in scoring and Montrez mm-hmm. Harrell was that, you know, backup center that they needed or leaving them with literally only Mason Plumley. 
So yeah. definitely, definitely not good news if you're a Hornets fan. Bridges could be facing almost nearly 11 years in prison, which is he. If you, if you if you think of somebody who threw their basketball career away, this is this is the guy. He that's he crazy. Threw that, thing. that that was yeah. That's that's terrible. And what we and what he did was inexcusable. So. I think mm-hmm. uh, whatever charges he gets is probably worth it. So yeah, and Montrezl Harrell was caught with uh, possession of illegal substances, so he faces up to five years. Going off of that, let's just go over some of the offseason free agency moves that Charlotte did. Yep, uh, they were able to re-sign players like Cody Marlin and Jaden McDaniels, and then they have yet to re-sign Isaiah Thomas. So, uh, like I said earlier, like it, it's kind of too early to tell. With, mm-hmm. with IT after only half a season playing. So we'll yeah. see what they do with that. Yeah. And then Miles Bridges, Montrez Harrell, obviously. Yeah. Not going to get re-signed anytime soon. Because <laughs> even <laughs> if even if neither of them, or if they go to jail and you know, they, get yeah, bailed they, out, yeah, they get they'll bailed, face suspensions yeah. for sure. This is new. But perhaps they could sign uh, Kemba Walker. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, so look, if we look That's back at the rotation, they had Isaiah Thomas at the backup point guard. So now that they haven't re-signed him, maybe getting another backup point guard to back up LaMelo Ball, somebody who can maybe keep up the offensive the offensive flow and the, and the playmaking and the scoring prowess, maybe that would be something that they could invest in. So looking to um, the trades that they could do, the first trade, or the first two trades kind of deal with Gordon Hayward, your boy. And, and Don't trade again, him. <laughs> so the first so the first trade kind of deals with if they're still looking to get a get into a playoff maybe a and uh playing spot maybe they would trade Gordon Hayward to the Mavericks for Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans and picks. And though it may not seem like the smart move, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Davis Bertans are both capable shooters who can spread the floor even more. Tim Hardaway is an underrated defender. He's not a, he's not, I don't think he's a plus defender, but he's kind of like the average, like the, the middle ground defender who's not going to be a plus or negative for you. And Davis yeah. Bertans, he's more of a negative defender, but he can stretch the floor pretty well. And the Mavericks get rid of that Gordon Hayward contract, which was, I think yeah, it, was, it, was, it was still multi-year. So they get rid of that $30 million and they get two, I think, one-year contracts in Tim Hardaway and Davis Bertans. Mm-hmm. The second deal, this is more if they're looking to go into kind of a a rebuild mode. And obviously with losing Miles Bridges and uh, Montrose Harrell, they kind of, it's hard to sense that it's hard to pick up the direction they want to go in uh, with not making many offseason moves. So this Mm -hmm. trade could kind of set them towards that rebuilding mode and maybe set them to get more positive players in the future. So the Hornets would get Russell Westbrook and uh, a few a future first round pick maybe two and the lakers could get gordon hayward and mason Plumlee. so the hornets get a backup point guard and russell westbrook who can run alongside um lamello ball because lamello can stretch the floor a lot better than russell and then the lakers get a score a, a perimeter threat in gordon hayward and a backup or maybe even starting center in mason Plumlee, who can rebound and not play great defense but be a uh, and that's positive on the defensive end. And the Soners just drafted Mark Williams, uh, a center. I'm not sure which college, but he's a, a a tall center who's a great shot blocker from from his highlights in summer league. He's a great shot blocker, has good has good rim scoring, so he he could replace Mason Plumlee without difference, I guess, in production. Getting rid of those two contracts could be good for rebuilding and signing more free agents. 
this next deal uh, talks about uh, trading Terry Rozier, like we talked about. Scary Terry. Year, scary Terry. And I actually like this trade for one of the team that's getting Terry Rozier. The Hornets could get Duncan Robinson, Game Vincent, and Picks, and the Heat could get Terry Rozier. The Hornets get another shooter, no. and they get a good backup point guard in Game Vincent, and they get more draft capital for the future. In my opinion, the Heat definitely win this trade a lot more, but if the Hornets looking to rebuild, this would be a good trade to shut off Terry's contract. You do pick up Duncan Robinson's contract, though, which is kind of annoying, but he, it's, 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 better, it's more manageable than Terry Rozier's at, at the moment. So I think that would be an interesting trade. And then um, another trade to Dallas, they would the Hornets could get Tim Hardaway Jr., Jaden Hardy, a rookie guard, and picks, and the Mavericks could get Terry Rozier, another to replace the kind of Jalen Brunson role that the the Mavericks had. You're a big Jaden yeah. Hardy guy, I've noticed. I am, dude. He, I think he's going to be pretty good. I think him, Shaden Sharp are going to be the two best guards in the draft, in in my opinion. Sleeper picks. Sleeper picks. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone, tune tune into the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, uh, right. and who who got sharp? Was that Spurs? the Blazers? Blazers. Oh, the Blazers. That, that's what I'm okay. Yeah. Hey, tune in. See, see if see if Allen's <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I would laugh if they're just both complete bust. So that's kind of it for the Charlotte Hornets shorter episode. That's about it. Yeah. About so, it. They just had uh, they they had a lot of buzz around the wrong stuff. If you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's back oh let's go <laughs> so moral of the story folks at home have a vision know what you're doing mm. have a vision and follow the vision there's nothing you can't do follow your dreams tell us to michael <laughs> jordan in the front office of <laughs> charlotte my goodness that that just about does it. you want to shout at the gram let me let me let me shout it out real quick let me I'm going to do this one eyes closed, just to shake, just to shake things up a bit. Everyone, please go on Instagram and follow. I'm not be- okay. I'm not. I'm going to sound like a beggar. I'm not begging. Just go on. Just go on Instagram if you wanted to. If you want to follow at the Pick and Roll Podcast underscore underscore, underscore baby. 